Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm your host, Ellie Hill Paringshaw, and I'm glad that you are here today. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we can step into healing because Jesus has already extended healing to us. And sometimes it's our job to step in and receive that for ourselves. We're continuing our series today on Now What? And today I'm going to be interviewing my friend, Caitlin Raley. I hear from her about the way that she decided to take that step of asking now what and what we can do to know that it's time. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back. <laughs> I love you. I'm so glad you're here today. Me too. I came all this way. All the way. All, all the, the way, way from LA. So those people that haven't listened to your episodes, y'all need to go do that. It's, yeah. Yeah. Self, self plug. Do it. <laughs> go do it. Go do it. <laughs> but those people that haven't heard, would you just give like a really quick overview on your story? Yeah. Yeah. Next month, it'll be a year since I flew out here and went on the podcast and told my story. It was my first time like really sharing it with the world, yeah. I think. So yeah, um, I got married in 2015 when I was 21 um, to my high school sweetheart. We'd been mm-hmm. dating for like four and a half years at that point. Um, and then about a year later, about a year and some change later, um, I discovered that he had, was having an affair mm-hmm. um, with someone uh, in the city that we were living in at the time in the Midwest. Not Minnesota, but yeah. Um, yeah. And so I moved back to California and stayed there. Ended up choosing to divorce him. Yeah. Um, and that divorce went final about a year later. Yeah. Um, so I would say from the time that I was married to the time that I was not married, it was about two and a half years. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that whole process was about two and a half years yeah. of like officially like having the paperwork from yeah. the court in my, oh my hand gosh. saying like okay we're done and that's that's a crazy feeling like it's a crazy moment I remember it so clearly yeah. even to this day yeah. Oh, yeah 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 for sure yeah for me it was I mean that's been two like two and a half years almost two and a half years that that's been the case and yeah that's just yeah well not quite two and a half years it's been two years anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter it, it feels like a lifetime ago it does but then it also feels like kind of close to yeah so it's a very it's yeah. a very strange thing but so what for you when was the moment that you could ask yourself now what and what did that look like for you yeah so I I feel like the first so so when it first like when everything started going down I should say like yeah. in in 2016 when I was visiting my family and then found out everything that was going on and chose to stay there. I, I didn't go back at all and yeah. I, he didn't tell me in person. Um, I found out over the phone um, and I never saw him after that yeah. face-to-face. Yep. I still haven't to this day. So um, because of that, I stayed home and it was like everything had been ripped apart from me from across the country. It was a yeah. wild, wild moment. And so for every day after that, for a f- probably at least two months, um, I would wake up every morning and it was like, and a lot of people who have experienced grief can will be able to relate to this, is like you just kind of feel this immense like wave um, yeah. fall over you like the minute you wake up, the minute your eyes open, yeah. regardless of if you had a great night's sleep, if you didn't have a great night's sleep, no matter what, you can wake up and it's like there's this tiny little second moment where you're you don't remember anything and then all of a sudden 
everything hits you and it's like all you can it consumes you it's like oh yeah that's it, that's my life it, it this is literally what's right now. consumes you yeah. yeah um and so that was my reality that was my life for um a few months afterwards um and that was really really rough and then i remember one morning i i woke up uh expecting that um that feeling as i was desperately trying to move on and and just get over this in some way I remember waking up one morning and it wasn't the first thing that hit me um and I didn't even realize that at first I kind of had went about my morning a little bit and Uh then all of a sudden I had this kind of like blink um realization from the Lord that was like oh hey that wasn't my all-consuming thought for the day I didn't think about I didn't think about it today um and that seems it is and it seems really it might seem a little um small or um insignificant to some people to think like okay great one day you just didn't think about it but I think in that moment for me yeah it was the first moment that I had felt like freedom was a reality like freedom from my from my past life was a reality and so that was when I really began to feel the Lord say hey this is going to be an example, the greatest example of my glory that you've seen yet. Um, Ooh, yeah. That's a promise. That's a promise. <laughs> that's, and it was a promise. And that, that was, that was him. And if you go back and you listen to my story, that's something that I do talk about is yeah, like, totally. I remember very distinctly that moment when the Lord was like, I'm going to use this story. Yeah. I'm going to use your story. I'm going to use what happened to you for my good, yeah, for yeah. my glory. That's crazy. Um, Praise God. Because yeah. that's, that's really what he wants. Yeah. That's, and that is truly what he does. Yeah. He does not, he does not cause these things, th- mm-hmm. these things to happen. He did not, he didn't, you know, plan this out even. I don't believe that. I think he takes the sin of other people. He does not, he doesn't, he doesn't plan sin mm-hmm. for us. Like he doesn't right. say, he doesn't predestine us for sin. That's like, I think that that is really bad theology. But he takes those things and he makes good out of them. That's right. That's why he died on the cross. Yeah. And that's what he's doing in your story where he's he's taking this and he's using it for his glory. Right. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Super good. And so I think when you actually recognize that, when you're able to speak that totally over yourself is when you really begin to recognize the Lord's presence in your pain. Praise God. Um, and that's huge. Yeah. If you are at a point where you say... I just don't see the Lord in this. Yeah. I don't see God in this. I will say, first of all, I empathize with you. Yeah. I understand. That is a real experience. It's so real. It's so hard. And it it just, it really is the most difficult thing to go through when you feel like you're so alone that you have nothing totally. to live for in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that when you recognize the Lord's presence in your pain is when it becomes a little bit easier to press into it. And that was that was what it was for me. Um, I want, okay, I just want to I want to hold on that for just a little bit because I think that's really a really important point. When you recognize God in your pain, mm-hmm. you can press into it. Right. You can actually right. be there because you right. know you're not alone. Right. And that you you ultimately know if you have the theology that he's good, that mm-hmm. he's caring, he's compassionate, that he's going to sit with you in it, mm-hmm. and then he's not going to leave us there, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So then, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt you, but you're I good. think what you're saying is so important and it's so vital because 
we need these moments of really recognizing that God is present in the pain yes. so that we can know that healing will happen. Yes, right, yeah. exactly. And yeah, I, I actually, I, I get the vision even now, like when I think back on it of of that passage, speaking of, of the Lord being a lamp to our feet um, and that like guiding light. And yeah. that's kind of what it looks like when you're in pain because pain is dark. Oh, grief so dark. is dark. It is pitch yeah. black. It is terrifying. It is, it's all consuming. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And I think that the Lord's presence in that pain to me almost looks like a blinking light in the distance. Mm-hmm. And that was what was so drawing to me in that moment. It wasn't like all of a sudden it was like I was blinded with this truth of like, yes, all I see is Jesus and all I want is Jesus. No, yeah. it took it was a it was a journey to get there. Yeah. It started with just one small moment. Mm. And then from there saying, okay, I see that small moment. I want another. I'm going to press mm. towards that again. Towards that small and moment. as I became ready to receive, the Lord gave to me. Mm. Um, and that's one of my favorite uh, aspects of the Lord even mm-hmm. now is, yeah. is that he doesn't, he has so many great things for us, but he doesn't give it all to us at once. He gives mm-hmm. it to us in seasons. He gives it to us in moments when we are able to recognize it in the way that he wants us to recognize totally. it. Um, and he's so intentional about that. Yeah. So I think that that's so relatable within any moment of pain, especially a divorce or a, a breakup or discovery of an affair yeah. or wh- whatever it is that, that you are experiencing that immense pain in is then saying, okay, where is the Lord in all of this? Totally. And totally. expecting him to show up. Yeah. Because and, you can... And, and but, to give you the thing that you need when you need it. Right. Yeah. To right. Like, to actually give you right. the tools that you need. Right. I, I kind of picture it like, I mean, you, you just said like he, he, you, you, he gives you what you need. Yeah. Um, at every moment, but not all at once. Yeah. I think of it a little bit more like, like a Christmas tree. Like mm. at Christmas, we have all these gifts and we don't open every single one at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that what he does and how he kind of chooses to gift us with whatever we need in our life mm-hmm. is that he he says okay you're gonna open up this one now mm-hmm. and then we can use it and learn about it yeah. and and implement it in our own personal right. lives but we have we have been given everything that we need for life and godliness already and then then he like illuminates the thing that we need right and then in the pain and in the in the grief he often does that too yeah or not often he does that he does that's what he does <laughs> praise the lord yeah yeah absolutely that's so good i love it so anyway i mean that was like yeah that was that was the like defining moment i think and that for was me. like that for you that was the the point where you could ask now what? now what so it's like yeah you've done the healing in a sense right and then we can and then there's like this fork in the road this moment Sometimes it's a moment, sometimes it's just like a series of yeah. weeks yeah. where we're realizing, okay, something has shifted mm-hmm. after you had this moment where you didn't think about it <laughs> um, right away in the morning. What did asking now what look like for you? And how did you ask now what? There were two like pivotal moments in this process to me that that I can remember saying like, now what or or just asking mm-hmm. the lord like what is it now that you want, want for me? me um and the first was shortly after that morning that i woke up and i didn't actually think about it yeah fully um 
it was the first moment after that that I didn't that I chose joy um even even in like the small little moments I didn't choose to be angry and speak bitterly Hmm. I chose to embrace what I was going through and just sit in it for a bit Hmm. sit in the presence of God um so when I asked now what it was sort of like I was in this moment where I was like okay I'm moving on from this I'm healing from this I see how healing is possible that was a big one actually recognizing the healing was possible yeah because when we're feeling hopeless right it's like hopelessness actually means that we right we don't think it's going to get better right exactly and so when I when I was realizing that there was more to my life than what this was is the first time that I had said okay God like now now what is it that I'm supposed to be doing because Mm -hmm. I hadn't actually officially been divorced yeah so at that time I was thinking well I can move on but it almost felt like a chain was still attached to me in a weird way because literally legally and I had even I'd had discussions with like much wiser family members um and peers that like had all but pretty much shouted to me that um pursuing another relationship while I was still and this is obviously going to look different for everybody but in in my situation I definitely felt the conviction yeah of not pursuing another relationship until I had legally been released from that covenant Mm -hmm. to my ex um which was not a fun feeling to think that I had to like be faithful to someone who had exhibited um a lack of faith even though you (laughs) feel in a sense spiritually right divorced yes from them and you can be spiritually divorced from them yeah but there can still be yep the legal all of right. the legal stuff to right. be tied up so yeah. I felt like well I'm so tied down now still like what am I what really can I do what I really began with what the Lord really started to show to me in that in those moments was how each day I can continue to choose him um and that was I think what he wanted for me in that moment. I think that's what he wants for everybody in every moment. But right then and there is when I started to recognize like, okay, what can I be doing now in order to just be pursuing God? Um, And that looked like getting involved in a community. That looked like pursuing fellowship. That looked like seeking his presence. Uh, Even in my angry moments, that is what that especially in your angry especially moments. yeah I want to add that point no that's a big one even like I've had conversations with people even now where they don't recognize that the Lord actually cares yes. to hear about when you're upset it's not oh like you gosh. only have to go to him when you're like crying or happy like no he wants you to go to him even if you're like in your car driving and you're having a great day and you're just like I just want to chat with you and tell you how this coffee day went with my friend yes super casual and it's so part of every day of our lives right and so that was that was a hard one for me is to recognize how I can pursue a not only a relationship with God but a friendship with God yeah um with a an actual covenant with God in those moments of saying like I've lost what I thought was my everything but yet I've gained so much more Mm. because you have replaced all of what I had with something that is so much better and so much stronger that's so good yeah so that was that was that was that yeah (laughs) it's really that's really good but I think what's what's an important thing to to kind of distinguish here if we're saying now what and asking okay now 
where's the next relationship? Mm -hmm. You can ask that. (laughs) You can. However, I really want to make the strong plea that we need to find out who we are first. Yes. We need to discover who we are independently from this relationship. Yes. Who we are to to the Lord. Who we are for ourselves and other friendships. um, Our calling, vocation, all of that. Mm Kind of before we Mm -hmm. find this next person because that can be such a tricky ground. And that comes from somebody as me, me, who engaged in a rebound relationship when Mm -hmm. I was going through, when I was going through my divorce. And I also had the same conviction. I was like, I'm not going to date until it's legally done. And I was like, what the heck? Why is it taking so freaking long (laughs) for this divorce to go through? And then I was trying to do it on my own. And yeah, that was just not not a good place. But I think that it's it's in those moments when we're looking to the next thing, mm-hmm. the next relationship, mm-hmm. before we really figure out who we are. Yeah. That I, that's the problem. And I think that's really important to highlight because in my opinion, um, I feel like saying now what to a relationship specifically yeah. – I think calls into question where you're placing your identity. Exactly. Um, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I say that because if you're saying now what, now who else can I be with? Yes. Or now who's next? I think that you are then neglecting to recognize that you and your potential future significant other both need to have your identities placed in the Lord. Um, yes. And I will further add that it is <laughs> not your responsibility in those moments to worry about where his or her identity is before you have even met them. But <laughs> the point is that if you are currently <laughs> healing from this topic, yeah. divorce, a marriage, relationship, whatever. Um, if you're currently or have been through it and you are struggling with wondering that now what with regards to somebody else, I would challenge you to go back and sit with the Lord and say, God, what does now what look like to you? Yes, because what do you want now? Lord, what what do you want for me? Not what do you want for my future relationships? Not what do you (laughs) want for my next marriage? Not now I'm going to make a list of all of the things that I want in a future spouse. Right. How about God, what do you want for my life? Right. And also... And also, like, be willing to turn the scope on you. Yes. Be willing. Oh, be willing to have the Lord turn. This is so terrifying, guys. Let me just. Oh. I I struggle. I have struggled with this. I do <laughs> struggle with this. Like, I can speak life into other people, but the second that the scope gets turned on me, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, error. Don't. No, wait. I'm Stop. not ready. But Stop. I will also say that being willing to say, God, I'm ready. Reveal to me what it is. Reveal to me the mm-hmm. what. He may not answer you in that split second, but I promise you he will begin to till your soil Mm. so that you are ready for the seeds he's going to plant. That's so good. And yeah. And that's what did what how did you how did he do that with you? How did he turn the scope on you? um, I think he first addressed my my anger um, and my need for this (laughs) my anger and more importantly, my need for justice um I had this like such strong desire even like months and months afterwards where I was like what the heck God like I can't see anything bad happening to him why is he why is he getting getting to do all of these things and no skin off his back like what the heck and I I still remember to this day he has his cake and he's eating it too right 
and I'm sitting literally. here and I am blah 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 right, blah right. and look at me and right and yeah. you're just like stomping your feet at God and he's like okay all right okay yeah. get it out let it out let's let's do this but then so the but then for me was I, I remember sitting in church one Sunday um and my pastor was speaking on I believe the justice and the firm hand of God and um it was a fire sermon that's a big topic but it was right in the in the moments where I was wrestling with releasing that control of wanting to bring revenge on him and oh because that's real because it's so real and I was like do you know how cunning I am I could totally (laughs) do you know what I mean like in your mind you're like I'm smart I'm sneaky. I could do this. I know everything about him. Yeah. I know how to hurt him. And so in those moments, right, yes. in your flesh, oh, you're girl. sitting here and the enemy is like fueling this fire with two sticks and he's like, let's go, let's go, let's do it. But then in that, that Sunday, I was sitting in church and I remember my pastor said something and it just smacked me like a pan on my head. It was like... When you begin to meddle with the justice of God, exactly what he wants to happen to this person that wronged you will not happen in the way that he wants it to. And to further that, the justice of the Lord is so real and he cares for you so much that he is, I promise you, even more broken, hurt, angry, frustrated, and saddened by what you have been through yeah. over what someone has done to you. 100%. And he, so there were two, two moments in this that I had to recognize. The first was that I had to recognize that I could not control the outcome of my ex's life and the pain that he would feel in the future or even the remorse that he would feel yeah, in the future. That was, that was a big one for me. You cannot control right. how somebody right. receives and, yep. and deals with their stuff. Yep. You so can't. with that, a little like bullet point to that was was accepting that I may never actually hear an apology from him. Yeah. That was real. I had to accept that and I had to say, God, I'm okay with that because you are bigger, you are stronger, and you mm. are more powerful than what an yeah. apology from him would do for me. The second was then also um, recognizing that the Lord's plans for justice were not my job to know. And they, they, so big, they weren't my job to know. And I had to be okay with not ever knowing what or how that looked like. And potentially never seeing it. Correct. Right. So, and then the bullet point to that, lots of bullet points here. The bullet point to that um, was that I also had to accept and embrace that Jesus loves my ex just as much yeah. as he loves me. He does not love his sin. He does not love what my ex did. Yeah. However, he loves him. Yeah. And the moment that I was able to say that God loves him was the moment that I was able to pray for him. And the moment that mm. I was able to recognize that the Lord wants him to seek repentance yeah. just as much as he wants me to be seeking repentance yeah. in my own ways. Yeah, that is, I would say that that is a, another level of forgiveness. Yes. I, I don't believe that forgiveness is a landing that you mm-hmm. just like right. are there. Oh no, it's steps. I think, I, re- I really do believe that it's like a highway yeah. that we get on. Yep. And we are on that highway of forgiveness 
and we have to choose to just remain on that thing. That's <laughs> And yep. then there's landmarks that we'll see, and I think that that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Being able to pray for them, mm-hmm. being able to, but but we get we have to get on that yeah. highway at right. some point, and also be patient with yes. with that highway because you can speak to people who have overcome these situations and and see like wow I don't know how I can ever get there and I want to stop you right there and say that comparing your grief and your process and your path to somebody else's is so not okay damaging it's 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 damaging in the sense that it is it It is we all do it but but comparison removes the ability for the Lord to reveal how he is impacting your life because you neglect then at that point to recognize where the, the Lord is in your life and you're only seeing where he is in other people's lives. Yeah. And he is not going to show up in the same way for you that he would for somebody exactly. else. And honestly, I wouldn't want him to because yeah. <laughs> the way that, and I hear me on that. So it's not to say that I wouldn't want the same great thing that like is happening yeah. to my friend, but I... In the same way that I'm able to get jazzed and excited and like, yes, praise Jesus over something awesome that God is doing in my friend's life. If I'm not able to look at my own life and say, God, I know that the same power that rose your son from the grave is the same power that's going to bring the exact great thing that you know that my life is destined for. And it's okay if it looks entirely different from somebody else's because I am different from that person. You have made me different than that person. Preach. I mean, we could just end the podcast there because that was just incredible. <laughs> but, but so now what is not asking, okay, God, what do you have for me in comparison uh-huh. to someone else, right. in comparison to even my ex, in comparison to what I want? Mm-hmm. It's really just asking God, God, okay, now what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want right. for my life? Right. And being ready to go. Being ready to go, but then also being ready to wait. Yep. The whole yeah. Like <laughs> sitting there and waiting yep. for it and not having answers right away. Yep. And believing and just trusting God because he he is faithful. Yeah. And like just like you were saying, I mean, he is the, it's the same God that rose Jesus from the yeah. grave is fighting on our behalf. Absolutely. He's doing all of that. Yeah. And so we actually have to take those steps of active trust yeah. towards God active yeah. like every single day waking up and just like okay like things aren't looking like I mm-hmm. want them to or these mm-hmm. promises that you've given me aren't happening yet mm-hmm. and but like believing that he is fighting on our behalf and he's mm-hmm. actually actively doing it I think that that's I think that that's so important yeah yeah, yeah. because I think that trust fuels the presence of faith for sure and vice versa we can't, I don't think we can trust or we can, I don't believe we can really have faith in what we don't trust in. Exactly. So that's yeah. so as you begin to trust is where the Lord begins to strengthen your that's faith really because good. because he isn't just sitting at this mountaintop hypothetically saying once you get here then we can talk. It's more so you like start climbing girl. Right. It's more no, like do that. oh, you slipped 10 feet. I'll be right there exactly and and that's so so real that image of of the lord meeting me yeah was exactly how he answered my now what Hmm. he met me yeah and he said do not be afraid i'm getting in the waters with you yeah and i'm gonna be your shield i'm gonna be your lifeboat I'm gonna yeah, be and you're not your, doing it alone your rock your shelter from the storm it's not saying now what God where do I need to go now in order to see you it's 
just look. Yeah. I'm already here. I'm meeting you here. I'm carrying you. Yeah. And that's exactly the God that we serve. Mm -hmm. That is the nature of our God. And it's not always easy to see it. Yeah. It's not always easy to recognize it. And when you don't recognize it is when you feel really alone and you Mm. feel really betrayed and abandoned. Mm. But I promise you that the only one that's never going to leave you is God. God is the only one who will consistently forever be willing to get into the waters with you. No matter how big the storm, no matter how hot and boiling the water is, and no matter how much pain you're in. Yep. God is the only one who is consistently going to get in without question. No question. No question. And that is beautiful. And that is exactly when the Lord answered me in that way is when I began to say, you're right. I can call on you. Yeah. And you'll get in. It's not just that I have to wait for you to rescue me. It's that I can ask. Yeah. And when I ask, then then I believe. Mm -hmm. So first it was asking. Maybe I don't believe he's going to show up, but I asked. I asked him to show up and then he shows up and I say I can believe I ask and then I believe (laughs) it's all steps so great all landmarks it's all a highway and it's saying and the Lord's like that he's he's not just tapping his foot and waiting for you to make this giant leap he's saying hey here's this now yeah what are you gonna do with that yeah and when you ask the question now what you have to be ready to receive what he has to say expect him to answer He's not going to, he's not going to. He's not going to leave us high and dry. No. That's the thing. You have, when yeah. you say now what, you have to, I, I would challenge you to embrace what he, what he answers you with. Yeah. And continue turning over stones. So what is God answering in that question for you right now? I just passed my, what would have been my five year anniversary with wow. my ex. Yeah. Um, and. Was that a hard day by the way? It's so this is so I didn't actually like even realize it until that night. Oh, really? Right. So and this is so this is so um, I live in a house of of um, three other women and my best friend was actually in Minnesota on this day Um, and I my other roommate wasn't home for most of the day. So I was actually alone most of the day. I and I I remembered later that night when I was um and I was doing something I was editing photos or doing something and and I was like just in the zone and all of a sudden I like I was filling out a contract for a um a bride and groom who booked me for their wedding mm-hmm. sometime later this year and I was thinking to myself I need to I need a better contract template and so I ended up looking at my old contract that m- me and my ex signed oh, wow. <laughs> um for our videographer like five years ago okay. and I like looked at the date and I was like oh that's today <laughs> and and I like had that thought and and it was like this weird moment where I was like wow praise God that I didn't let this day determine my my mood and my able yeah. my 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 ability to choose joy but then I I had this moment of reflection where I said wow this would have been my five-year anniversary I don't even want to think about where I would have been now yeah if I wouldn't still in it if I was still in it but God just gave me so much opportunity to reflect on where he had been in my life so so good to have those moments right so my now what then 
formed into has been like a constant formation I think over the last few months um, but just over probably the last month I've been able to sit and face what I've been hiding from in wow. in those moments and that has a lot to do with um, fear and anxiety hmm. and so one of the biggest breath prayers that I have been and if you don't know what a breath prayer is it's kind of just like a word that the Lord gives you or even like someone that you hear in a certain anything that you hear with regards to something that you can just repeat over and over yeah. under your breath to the Lord as like a way of connection with him yeah a way of reminding yourself of his presence whatever it can be um and for me so great and and for me um at the turn of 2020 is when I heard this sentence from a speaker um an author and a speaker within my church and she said anxiety is the result of um anxiety is the result of not envisioning the presence of Jesus in your life oh convicted and I remember when I heard that I was in such a moment this was a couple weeks ago I was in such a moment of like I Mm -hmm. just like I like I wept on the way home Wow, yeah. because I recognized that when we have moments of anxiety when we ask God now what or worse when we refuse to ask God now what because we don't expect him to answer and then when we recognize that us envisioning our life and thinking about all the impossibilities of it is is exactly what envisioning our life without Jesus is because yeah because it's actually asking God now yes. what, not asking ourselves exactly. now what. And that's, that, that, obviously we've been saying that, yep. but in different words in right. this whole podcast, that is really the key here. Yep. That it's not doing it on our own. Yep. And we're not asking ourselves this, but we're right. turning it to the Lord. Right. And anxiety is saying, I have to ask myself now what? Right. I have to figure it I out have now to do what? It. Me, me, I me. have to figure, and it's not going to be figured out. Right. And oh my gosh. And right. I can't, and I can't do this. And I can't do this. Well, that's that's you saying to yourself. Guess what? You can't. Right. Good thing. Right. You don't have to. Right. So I'm so, preaching to myself, by the way. <laughs> Same, no. But actually, well, like, but actually, though. Um. So, so just to kind of give like a preface to that in a way, or just like more background to that. So when I when I began to really let the Lord unpack that for me, and I was willing to say now what to God instead of now what to myself. Um, Mm. There was a story that that speaker also told within um, Jesus feeding the 5,000. And the story behind it was that uh, when she was using that as an example, she was um, recalling how Jesus took this small portion of fish and bread loaves and fed 5,000 men, it records. Just the men. Just the men. Probably more like 10 plus thousand if you include the women and the children. But... He fed everybody and they were satisfied. And that was that right there. It's like it's it's a detail that gets translated pretty accurately in every yeah, translation yeah. Of, of they ate and they were satisfied. And Jesus isn't asking us to do X, Y, Z for the ne- like 10 years from now and thinking about it now. Jesus yeah. is just asking us to do today. Exactly. And he takes our lack and turns it into satisfaction. Mm. He takes what we think we don't have or what we don't have and he makes it more than enough. It's not just that he's going to give you enough to feel like you can make it. He's going to give yeah. you abundance. And so for me, 
I had to begin asking Jesus now what in the anticipation that he was going to respond with so much more than I expected (laughs) him to. Because I've known for the last year that God has destined me to do things involving what my story is. And I have, I mean, in a lot of ways, I don't always know what that looks like. But I will say that the more that I press into God and saying, okay, now what? I've been faithful. I've done all of these things. Now what do you want me to do? Is when I have to sit back and say, the Lord will open that door for me when he knows that I'm ready to see it. And then also trusting that it, right. every single day is leading up yes. to that time. Yes. That each day, yep. it's we're, we're asking, now what do you want to do today, God? Yeah. Not what you want to do 10 years from now. It's not right. about making a 10-year vision right. or, or, you know, like even our resolutions for mm-hmm. the year. I mean, those are all well and good and those mm-hmm. are important right. ca- cast vision for your life. But... It's those daily moments of saying, God, how do you want me to live right now? Yeah. What, how right. are you taking my lack right. and, and turning it into yep. satisfaction, turning yeah. it into abundance? Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. that's so important because it's really just those daily moments Yes. where we can really ask God, now what do you want? Yes. Um, and it's not just about this one time of like, oh, now we're going to have it all figured out all of a sudden. But it's like yeah. constantly going back to the Lord yeah. in it and, and going back to him yeah. yeah, in the whole thing. Yeah, This is about asking God, yes. now what? <laughs> Always, yeah. And I think that something that I'm even learning now at this current stage in my life, like up to this week, up to this day, is when I have been willing to ask God now yeah. what, when I've actually been willing to do it. I've had my own plan for a long right. time. I know that you have too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, for we've sure. We've had our own plans. For sure. But then we have to ask God. <laughs> so when I actually do ask God, I, I've been learning, I'm currently still learning, and I'm seeing that it is a daily thing totally for and that's kind of what we were just Mm -hmm. what what you were just highlighting on is it's not just a once a month thing or you know a once a season thing or once a quarter thing it's like I've been blessed to have a lot of discernment from the Lord in each year that I've been on this earth since my divorce um last year it was a prophetic word about uh seeking the unknown and Hmm. and stepping into the unknown this season it's been um boldness and i awesome i have zero idea what that looks like but my point is that when i recognize that the lord is intentionally speaking into my heart in ways like that is when i can begin to anticipate that he's going to move when you expect god will move you're able to recognize his movements even Mm. on the smallest things that's really good yeah he doesn't always move in huge huge ways um and yeah, something that my my roommate spoke over a couple of us last week was um, that that passage that said, faith as small as a mustard seed will move mountains. Yeah. Faith as small as a mustard seed will move mountains. And that is so important to remember, I think. Mm-hmm. If you don't even have that small amounts of faith and expect God to take that yeah. and turn it into abundance, I promise you he will. Yeah, and the point of a seed is that it's planted. Right. And that it's, it actually turns into more. Yeah. And so you just have to take that first step initially, you know? Yep. You just have to take that first step of like yep. asking the Lord. Yeah, he's, just, not, he's not and, asking you to run a marathon. Right. <laughs> you got to start training. Right. Trust me, you got to train <laughs> if you want to run a marathon. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, I I mean, we talked about a lot of things. Yeah, we did. We kind of bounced a little but bit. But I actually love that because... 
because we we don't have all the answers we don't have it all figured out in like this tiny yeah. little like cool thing but I also love just talking to you because <laughs> I always feel like yeah whenever whenever we hang out or talk it's like it always just turns into more yeah and there's so many good nuggets of wisdom here that I think um and I really believe and trust that the Lord is going to use these yeah use this yeah I'm just speaking about what God is like literally still doing in my life now yeah. um I've healed a lot from my divorce. Praise it's been many years, but I will say that there are still moments even now that the Lord turns over a stone and says, hey, we should address that. And yeah. it's true. Like it's healing is not a one and done thing. Um, it's a process and we live in a broken world yeah. and we have to anticipate that things will come about because of that brokenness. Mm-hmm. And But the beauty in that, the silver lining in that is that we have a father who doesn't just love us but he likes us and he chooses us um and he just wants to he just wants to be with us he just wants to show us why he loves us and why he likes us yeah that's such a good point i love that and i love you and i like you too oh i love you and i like (laughs) you you. thank you so much for being on um i'm excited to have you on again at some point me too um if there's anybody who I don't know if you'd be up for this, but if anyone is like interested in following you on social media. Yeah. I mean, my personal Instagram, just where I post usually just random videos of my cat, to be honest, if you're into that, <laughs> great. Hit me up. That's that's where that goes. Uh, K-A-I-T and then my last name, R-A-L-E-Y. That's my personal Instagram. Um, and then I, I do like I have my business Instagram, yeah. which is for film and photography. And, that, and you're, I mean, producing beautiful work. Oh, thanks. By the way. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so that's, so my business Instagram is, uh, Five Sparrow Films, and that's, yeah, photography and, at, sorry, yes, yeah, at Five, at Five five Sparrow Films. Excellent. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm doing. Yay! Perfect. Thank you so much for doing this, my dear. You're welcome. You're the best. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha. I hope you guys liked this episode. I know that I did. I love Caitlin and I love just who she is and the way that she's responded to the tragedy that's happened in her life. If you are interested in more information about this organization, Hope Reclaimed, please go onto my website, hopereclaimedministries.com. There you're going to find more information about what I do and ways to get involved, whether that's to give financially to this organization that can be done on my Patreon page, or if it's to be a part of my support group. I have a monthly support group that meets either here in the Twin Cities or online to give support to women in the process of going through a divorce or have gone through it. You can find that information on my website. Like I said, remember there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus and there's always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.